You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Today is Wellness Wednesday. As you're probably aware, the ketogenic diet plan has been gaining huge popularity and taking the world by storm for quite some time now. I set out to find an expert in this field to explain how the ketogenic meal plan has been shown to completely reverse the way our bodies function by becoming more efficient as a fat burner than a sugar burner. I could not have found a more knowledgeable individual than Dr. Eric Berg to be our guest today. Dr. Berg is the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, The Seven Principles of Fat Burning and the New Body Type Guide. He has become immersed in studying nutrition with a passion, so much so he quit his full-time chiropractic practice to delve deeply into food therapy, acupressure, and alternative techniques. He then went on to teach at Howard University as an associate professor. His work has been featured on Fox TV, NBC, ABC, CBS, and many other major media outlets. Hey, Dr. Berg, we're extremely grateful to have you sharing your incredible knowledge with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. You know, let's get right into this. Uh, Your time is valuable. We appreciate it. So I want to talk about how you began that seven-year project. Uh, to write that book based on your discovery of the four main body types, which each have their own problems, uh, solutions, eating plans. And from that discovery, you then published The Seven Principles of Fat Burning. And th- is that how it was born, basically? Yeah, there was some years of blood, sweat, and tears, because what happens, um, no one really told me um, how to write a book. So what I did is I kept writing a chapter, going back, changing it, writing a chapter, sending it to the proofreader, going back, changing it. So it took seven years. But um, um, the good thing about it is that I was able to um, have about 4,000 um, of my patients, the experience of four, uh, 40,000 people um, over a long period of time to figure out really what works and what doesn't work. So I was able to isolate things because when, when someone does a diet, um, they have so much conflicting data, so they don't really know who to believe what to do. So they try this, they try that, and then they try to experiment themselves. But um, what I did is I isolated the things that work, the things that don't, so, so that way a person doesn't have to go through the experience and the years of trial and error. How, how did you discover the f- four different types? I know there's m- the, the four main types. How did that come about? Well, you know, I, I started not getting results with certain people, and I noticed that they had certain patterns of a, sh- of a shape, like they held weight in a certain place. And I said, you know, why do you have these different shapes? Because some people hold it in the butt, some people hold it in the stomach, some people hold it all over. And I said, I wonder if there's something behind that. So I went right into um, some of the medical textbooks, guidance physiology, some of the endocrinology books, and I noticed that there was... Um, a whole bunch of data on the hormone influence over your shape. So when a certain gland becomes distorted, your body becomes distorted. So I started to um, get, well, ask, ask questions like, what would happen if we started supporting different, like a thyroid and the adrenal with different nutrients and different types of foods to support that specific part of the body? 
I wonder if that would work. And it did work. So we started developing um, uh, a little program for people, and, uh, and then I started documenting it, and it turned into a book. So um, that's how it really originated. But it, it kind of makes sense. Um, if you, you, know, you go to the beach and you see people in their bathing suits, they have different shapes. Like the guy with the, the big pot belly, right? Like the basketball stomach. Right. Yet he's skinny, skinny legs, skinny arms. Like what, where did that come from? That's more of a liver type. If the liver is not working, you'll tend to uh, deposit fat around the liver and then fluid in the gut. So it's more fluid, and that's why sit-ups do not work for that type. Yet you have another person that has like the sagging belly. Um, that's more of an adrenal type, and those, those cases uh, are more stress cases. They're, they're usually not sleeping. They're stressed out. They can't tolerate stress too well. They have a lot of inflammation, uh, pain syndromes. And I noticed that if you have a certain body shape, you also have a correlated series of body problems. Um, if we take the adrenal, I'm sorry, the ovary body type where you have the uh, female with the bigger hips, you don't see very many men that have the hips, right? I mean, they, right. mainly women with the thighs and the buttocks. Well, that's because they don't have ovaries and that estrogen, that's where the estrogen puts the fat around the female organs. So from there uh, came a, a tailor-made program to really refine it. But there's something else even more interesting. Um, there's actually a fifth body type, because I wrote the book this, uh, on four body types, but there's actually a fifth body type. And, um, and it really has to do with um, another gland that I missed for years, and that's called the pancreas. Mm. If the pancreas produces too much insulin, which is probably, honestly, one of the most common problems that people run into right now with, they have high insulin, but they're never checked. They normally check the glucose, glucose. but they never check insulin. Right. You're going to have a really stubborn weight problem. You're, you're going to have like the set point. You won't be, you'll be able to lose, but you won't be able to lose past a certain weight. And in the presence of just a little bit too much insulin, all fat-burning hormones get shut down. So in reality, that fifth body type is really the most important to address. So what I've done over the years is uh, kind of categorize if someone fits in that body type, I'm going to actually address that first. And then also maybe two weeks or three weeks later, then we can tweak it with some of the other issues that they have with the adrenal, the thyroid, and you can get some amazing results that way. Do any of those body types require, in your opinion, to go strictly vegan? to get the best, best results? That's a really good question. Um, if we take the liver body type, they do very well on large quantities of vegetable. But of course, there's a lot of vegans that do just grains and they don't do a lot of vegetables. So um, if you are a liver type, you're going to probably have more success um, with more vegetables. However, if you go completely no animal protein, you may not be as successful simply because um, it's very difficult with uh, a vegan or a vegetarian to get your carbs low enough and to get the right protein. Because as soon as you start to add a little bit of this, you get too much of that, like too many carbs. And that's where, um, unless you know what you're doing, it's, 
it's hard to do this uh, being a vegan, but it's possible. It just takes a little bit more work. So uh, let me ask you this. Are you a vegan? No. And what body type are you? Well, not everyone falls into body type. Um, I used to have liver issues. I used to have a combination of adrenal issues. This was in my 20s. I'm 52 right now. I also had insulin resistance. So I didn't necessarily have one of those body types, but I had organ problems that were related to quite a few things. Um, but I personally, I actually became, I was a vegan when, in my 20s, um, and it didn't, didn't work for me. I think you can be a vegan, but you just have to really know what you're doing be, simply because um, like B12, for example, is difficult to get. Uh, vitamin A, active form of vitamin A is difficult to get. So it's just more challenging. Right. Let's just put it that way. Right. And, and, and you know, you have to be living underneath a rock right now if you don't know that Forks Over Knives is completely on board with completely 100% whole food, plant-based diet recipes. Uh, you're not on board with that. Well, I think it's, it's, it's possible. Well, let me just tell you what happened with me. Like I had, um, had some patients come in and they, they watched that, that documentary. Right. And uh, the, uh, one person lost their te- uh, several teeth and a couple other people were losing their hair. And um, what I found out was they, they felt great initially, but what happened is they didn't necessarily, I guess, study a book on it. They, they just watched a video. They didn't get the full scoop of how to do it correctly. And they didn't get all the nutrients, uh, especially like the fat-soluble vitamins. So what happens is that you can go for a period of time, but you may run out of certain nutrients. So I think if you are going to do any program, learn about it first, study about it, learn how to do it correctly, uh, simply because uh, some bodies do really well on certain uh, diets, but others do not do well. I personally have a very hard time going completely plant-based. I, I, I probably eat more plants, plant-based vegetables than any vegan that I know but I also do a moderate amount of protein. You know, that's why I love what you're doing. Uh, not only do you share your videos on YouTube, and the, by the way, the videos, I can't believe the knowledge that you're giving away for free. When come, somebody comes to your video pit, your channel, it's as if they're going and getting a full education. You hit the nail on the head and you said, if you're going to do something, have the knowledge to go with it so you're doing it the right way. What you're doing is 110% providing knowledge. So thank you. Thank you, thank you from around the world for your, for your uh, knowledge and experience and insight. We appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. And I think that it's not, <clears throat> I think it, you need to give out your knowledge. You need to tell people, don't withhold it. Don't keep it a secret. Give it out. And, um, and, the, and the key with health is to um, understand um, your body and learn about it. Especially since you have to live with your body, you have to live in it and uh, might as well learn about it. And so I try to break it down so everyone can understand it and, uh, you know, so it can be survival. You know, you can survive in it well. Same with your website. That's a wealth of information. You could spend a week and a half just going through your website, learning about the different sources that we, we need to be knowing about for this meal plan that could literally change and save people's lives. Ultimately, you've probably done that a couple of times too. I, I almost have to withhold myself from the, uh, the ma- I mean, the excitement of so many success stories. It's just, it's literally insane. Everywhere I go, it's like, I, I went to Italy on a trip. I'm standing in a line. There's millions of people in the Coliseum. And this girl in front of me is watching my video on YouTube. I'm like, 
what the, like, there's, it's really out there. And so um, the, the point is that um, there's a lot of, um, <clears throat> the, the platform of um, YouTube and Facebook, it's just, it's able to get out there in a way that we've never had before and help that many more people. So that's really my, my goal is to create a um, positive impact and have people spread it. I mean, that's really what excites me, so. And before we let you go, we're going to definitely have to let people know how they get a hold of you. But right now, you grew up in the Midwest. You're, you were yeah. a meat and potato guy. Oh, totally. You name it. Oh, yeah. We did, <laughs> we did meat and potatoes, but not just meat and potatoes. I did Doritos and ice cream. And so I just basically lived on um, just pure junk. And I got away with it um, until I went into the military. And then the... Food camp and the, oh, it was just it just and then I started going downhill after that. So let, let's talk about this process because I know you're you're, you're tight on time. I want to know everybody wants to know the process and how the ketogenic diet puts your body into that metabolic state known as ketosis. I know it's low carb, moderate protein, high fat, but what's actually happening inside the body when someone follows this formula? Well, your body was originally um, designed to run on this fuel called um, ketones. Ketones are the byproduct of fat burning. I mean, it's that simple. So if you want to burn fat, I mean, might as well burn, learn how to do it. So the, the, the mechanism is it's not even necessarily a high-fat diet. It's a low-carb diet because what requires you to switch your fuel source from sugar to ketones is lowering your carbohydrate. So down to 20 to 50 grams. It's not hard to do because you can have all these alternatives. Um, and you can get away with consuming large amounts of fat if you keep your carbs low. So you do that, and then what happens is your body starts to develop new machinery in the cells to burn this fuel, this fat fuel. So it's getting away from the sugar. Now, it might take three days to a week or two weeks, but what happens is like when you're burning fat, um, Something's, I mean, like your brain is happy now, your cognitive function, your memory, your concentration is much better, your focus is better, your mood is better, your inflammation is better. Um, and people are just like amazed how good they feel. Not just, it's not just about losing weight, it's actually about health. Um, so you do it and then your body starts converting over and we always recommend at the same time doing intermittent fasting because... Here's the data. Every time you eat, you trigger insulin. And insulin is that thing we're trying to get normalized. We need some, but we don't need too much. So if you combine healthy ketosis with intermittent fasting, and what I mean by that is like start with three meals, no snacks, and then gradually go to two meals and, and stick with two meals. You're gonna, you're gonna, your body is going to go into a serious fat-burning machine mode where you're going to lose the weight, you're going to feel great and you're going to sleep better. It's going to be quite remarkable. And um, the interesting thing is, like, you might think, oh, I can't go without snacking. Well, that's just because you've never probably burned your own fat. It's not that your body's starving. It's using your own fat as fuel. It's actually eating between the meal. You're not starving. So, um, and that's we're supposed to, um, to work, be able, be able to go from one meal to the next without the need for a snack every hour and a half. So um, it's a natural thing. It's very therapeutic to um, your nervous system, to your heart, to your kidneys, 
into your eyes. Um, if you're running on blood sugars all day long, your vision's going to go, the heart's going to go, um, the kidneys are going to go, your memory's going to go eventually. It's, it's pretty, pretty miserable. So, um, yeah, in the thumbnail sketch, that's pretty much what it, what it involves. Let me see if I'm following correctly. So when the body's in a state of ketosis, ketosis the liver actually produces ketones that become uh, the main energy source for the body, right? That's correct. Okay. So then there's a difference between fat burning and sugar burning. Glucose is probably the easiest molecule for our bodies to convert and to use for energy. Is, is that why your body uses it as the preferred source for energy? Yeah, because it, it wants to get it out of the blood. Um, and, you know, it's like your body has this certain law or rule. Don't increase the blood, the blood sugar over a certain amount because it's very toxic to the arteries. So it doesn't like a lot of sugar. But even though an average person consumes 31 teaspoons a day, right? <sighs> so um, we basically have a situation where your body does not need a lot. We have too much. And so it gets it out. And then eventually, because you're eating too much sugar, you get diabetes and you take this medication to get it out of the blood. Their goal is to get it out of the blood. But where does it go? It goes in storage around your fat, your liver, your gut, your organs, and it starts plugging up stuff. And that's anyone you see with a belly, mm -hmm. um, they have a fatty liver, guaranteed. They can get ultrasound. It's, it's a fatty liver because it's spilling over into the gut. So, so yeah, your liver produces ketones. Um, we don't actually need to run on glucose. Glucose will, if in the presence of eating sugar, your body will tap into glucose, but we want to go run our body on ketones, That's, but do it healthily. So the job of insulin then is to process that glucose in the bloodstream by moving around the body? It, it's, it acts as a storage, um, a storage hormone. So it's going to take the excess sugar and put it into a storage, either as stored sugar or stored fat. That's, that's like two functions right there. There's another function is it helps you um, absorb protein and certain minerals and even vitamins. So it actually acts as a door to allow nutrients to go in the cell. But what happens is this. When you consume too much of the wrong food and you have high levels of insulin, which the majority of the population does, your body rejects it. It resists it, and that's called insulin resistance. So now, so now we have a situation where because you have insulin resistance, your body's pumping out massive amounts of insulin, creating all the damage, but it's not being absorbed, and the cells actually starve of nutrients because it, the door doesn't open. It doesn't act as a key anymore. So the cells are starving of nutrition, yet the person is obese. Terrible situation. Mm -mm -mm. What's the head rush, uh, the lightheadedness that comes with uh, people feeling, oh, I just feel lightheaded? Is that a lack of something or too much of something? Let's say, for example, you, um, you ate something, um, whatever. You ate some junk food. Your, your insulin is going to come in there and drop your blood sugars. And a lot of times in the beginning, or actually even any time, it drops the blood sugar too low. It creates a reactive um, push-down uh, of a lower blood sugar. So now you end up with something called hypoglycemia or low blood sugar um, until the next time you eat. And so you're going to feel lightheaded. Your head's going to be funky. You're going to be irritable. Oh my gosh, unless you eat. You're going to be irritable, edgy. Uh, your vision's going to go moody, maybe even depressed. But that's what that lightheadedness is.
Gotcha. So you keep saying that uh, I like this, how your, your, your attributes, there are some foods that can trigger depression, right? I think a lot of depression, not all, but a lot is related to your um, blood sugars um, because it's low blood sugars because your brain is the only organ that is needs, that doesn't have stored sugar as glucose like the muscles do, but the brain doesn't. It's dependent on the sugar from the blood. So if you have insulin problems, you're usually going to have um, either not enough, you can have like a low blood sugar situation, or if it's high, you have insulin resistance. So the brain literally is the first place to, to feel it, and it's going to starve. It can't get the fuel. So you're going to starve it, and then the brain's going to be irritated, and it can go into a either a depression, depression, anxiety, sadness. Um, and I'm telling you, let's take, you know, I mean, people say, well, it's neurotransmitters, it's serotonin, it's dopamine, all these neurotransmitters. Well, guess what? If you have insulin resistance, you can't pull See. in those amino acids to build, build. the neurotransmitters. Build. So you end up with depressed. Right. So yeah, it's definitely correlated big time. Thank you clearing that up. Uh, let's talk about these oils, the healthies, the EFAs, the MCTs, the short-chain fatty acids. What's your take on that, Doc? Yeah, they're, um, um, you need them from, um, they all come from fat, you know, fish, fish oils, seeds, nuts. So if you're fat phobic, you know, because you're getting wrong information, you're going to miss out on these fats. So these essential fatty acids are really needed to build cellular membranes, to build your brain, to build the hormones, to make your skin really good. And if you're deficient in these, um, you need to increase your fat. But some people have all these deficiencies of essential fatty acid deficiencies, but they're con- and they're consuming all this fat. Now, how could that be? That's because they're not absorbing it. It's usually the gallbladder or the liver that is either, you know, it's not pumping out enough bile, it's congested, the liver's fatty, and then you can't absorb these essential fatty acids. So in which case, you need to, um, you know, I have videos that you can watch on the gallbladder of what to eat, but you can improve that area of your body so you can start absorbing these essential fatty acids. So there's, it's either your body's not getting it from the diet or you can't absorb it. So it's, you just have to evaluate what, which one it is. You know, Dr. Stephen Masley, uh, you familiar with him, of the Masley Institute in, in, in Florida, he uh, is on PBS quite a bit. He's a huge fan of oils. He says there's not enough evidence to rule them out. So he's, he's, he's a fan of uh, incorporating the healthy oil, like you just said, uh, the coconut oils, uh, the mm-hmm. olive oils, the short-chain fatty acids uh, that have fewer than six carbon atoms, um, MCTs. So these are the healthy oils that we ought to be getting, not disregarding, in your opinion, correct? (laughs) Yeah, and it's so funny because um, this is what I'm going to say is so counterintuitive, but hear me out um, because it actually, you can test this out, it will work. Um, What we're finding with this community that does keto and they're increasing more of their fats the more their dietary fat goes up, the more fat they eat, the lower the cholesterol goes. Now, you're going to say, well, what? That goes completely against... Yeah, well, guess what? Your body makes like 3,000 milligrams of cholesterol every day, a lot. So the, the body is not stupid. It, it, it constantly balances this, this cholesterol, which is, by the way, is needed to actually act as a Band-Aid for the arteries, build hormones cell membranes, etc. 
So if you keep your carbs low and you go up on, on your fat, your cholesterol will go down. So, um, and then you get people that are doing a low-fat diet and it goes up because mm-hmm. your body needs this cholesterol. So um, there's just a lot of interesting things that happen when you start to uh, um, yeah, bring up this cholesterol, which is the thing that doctors always focus on, the LDL. You must keep your LDL low. Well, guess what? Um, we found just the opposite. We found the opposite. Um, it's it's like there's that's like the point where um, it's a little bit of an educational thing, but once you get it, it it will make sense. But we've been uh, ingrained that that's like the the bad this, the bad that, and uh, when in fact it's actually not bad at all. Your body doesn't make a bad um, anything bad. You know, it's a natural thing. Your body makes it for a reason. We just have to understand it. But, of course, it sells a lot of drugs. So. Sure. Yeah, that's a whole other show, man. Let me have your favorite fats. Avocado, would that be on the list? You know, I like bacon. I like bacon. I'm a bacon lover. Of course, I'd, I'm not going to the 7-Eleven and getting my bacon. Sure. Um, I actually go to the uh, farmer's market, uh, make sure it's high quality. Um, it's, it, believe it or not, it's high in selenium and B1, which are two really key nutrients. Um, I, my body does really well in that. Um, and of course, that goes against what a lot of people say, but it's very satisfying. And uh, um, if anyone says that, oh, it's just like, how could you even eat pork? I'm like, well, why are you eating chicken? Chicken is like nasty. It's like even worse. I mean, if you actually even take some of the commercial chickens and you just um, evaluate even their, their feathers or their nails, filthy. In the, not to mention the meat, it's loaded with um, medication, solvents, heavy metals. Like, it's just really toxic. So. so you take that bacon. How many days a week are you having bacon? Oh, every morning I'll have bacon. How many? Uh, about five. Five strips, strips of bacon? Yeah, but of course, you know, I'm frying it. I'm taking uh, all the grease out. I mean, not all, but a lot of it. Um, and it's not, it just, it goes well with my four eggs with all the uh, yolks. That's what I was going to ask you. I'm glad you brought that up. So your favorite breakfast would be, let me see, you have four, four whole eggs. Are they hard-boiled? No, they're fried, and they're over-easy with the yolks runny. I have uh, a good chunk of um, high-quality cheese in there, grass-fed, and then I stick an avocado on top of that, and then put some salt on top of that. That's every morning? Every single... Well, I don't eat breakfast, so I'm doing intermittent fasting. So that's my first meal of the day, which is going to be around like maybe 12 or 1. Okay. Grass-fed butter or ghee? Either one. You can do either one. I do the butter. Okay. Let's move on to meal number two. Favorite second Um, meal? Well, I I like... You know, it's interesting because I eat for health, right? I don't always eat my favorite meal, uh, pizza, cauliflower crust, by the way. But um, I'll have... um, I'll do my second meal. I'll do a lot of the vegetable stuff. I'll do like... 10 cups of salad. I'm like, I'll eat a huge salad. You know, I'll put my seeds and nuts and stuff on it, olive oil, um, uh, balsamic vinaigrette. So I'll have this huge salad. Maybe I'll do bell pepper. And then I'll have maybe a little bit of cheese and uh, a little bit of meat. But um, I do a lot of vegetables in my second meal. And I just feel really good. I do very well with that. But I'm to the point where I don't want to lose any more weight. So I will have to increase my fat. So after the meal, I will eat like peanut butter, nuts, pecans, things like that. And third meal? I don't have a third meal. I do two, two. meals because I'm doing intermittent fasting. 
Yeah, I feel so much better if I do two meals. If I do three meals, I feel kind of like weird. So how long have you been doing two meals for? Oh, at least uh, a year and a half. That's it? Yeah, because it's called intermittent fasting. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with intermittent fasting. I've done it, and I've gone 24 hours without having anything. Was I doing it wrong? Yeah, that's good as a temporary thing, but okay. if you want a consistent thing, if you do two meals a day and you work up to it, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you can really, really um, feel good on that. And you're not part of Medication Nation. You're not popping pills. You're not taking anything, mm-hmm. no, nothing. Nothing. Doctors kind of look at me like, what, you're 53? Like, you're not taking pills? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm not taking pills, and I don't need any pills. Thank you very much. I love it. Hemi, before we let you go, I'm wondering if you, let's go back to the Midwest. Here you are, a kid in the Midwest, eating meat and potatoes, small town. What town were you from, actually? Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. Good miss what Midwestern boy. I'm, I'm across the lake. I'm originally from Michigan. Uh, okay. And I'm wondering if you had any vision back then that you be in the position you are today, helping millions of people around the country live, I'm sorry, not the country, the globe, actually, live amazingly healthy lives. None whatsoever. I had no clue that I'd be doing this. Uh, now, I wanted to be a, um, a solar engineer. The problem is I wasn't good at math. <laughs> so I actually, I was good at the sciences. So I, I got into um, uh, pre-med, then I decided to be a chiropractor, then got into nutrition. But no, I had no idea. This thing just kind of evolved from personally being so sick so, so many body problems, it forced me to figure things out and then, of course, want to help other people with the similar problems. I can relate to so many people because I think I had almost every problem that every person had. So, uh, I mean, I should show you pictures of when I was in my 20s. I looked literally gray wow. and old. It was like, it was bad. It was really, really bad. What, what's the one thing you would say that changed it? put you in a different course in life? What do people need to hear, how they can get out of that situation they're in because of you did it? Well, I'm telling you, I think this is underrated and given too much uh, trivial attention um, of getting the foundation diet in, this real key core component of healthy keto and intermittent fasting. These two things are sticks, two sticks of dynamite that can really blow apart a lot of health problems. And if you get the basics in, you're going to be surprised how far-reaching it is for the rest of your body as far as improving the different problems that you have. Um, if you go to the, my website, drberg.com, and right there it says keto, just click that. I actually show you what to eat right there, give you all the data. There's all the videos. <clears throat> um, if you're serious about it, there's a little booklet to get. You can probably read it in 45 minutes to get all the details, and then just do it because um, – um, you'll, it's the most uh, biggest bang for the amount of attention and energy you can spend trying to learn about your body. And you spend healthy keto, healthy and, and intermittent fasting combined. And it's, it's on drberg.com. Right. And I'm going to get that in one a second of the Facebook and everything. How, how many uh, hours apart do you space those meals? If you're eating twice a day. I, I am at the point where I'm like four hours. My window e- uh, eating is four hours, which is perfect because then I have 20 hours of fasting. And I feel uh, great. And I'm not hungry at all. I don't crave anything. Okay, before I let you go, answer, the, answer, these, answer this last question. You're sitting on a rocking chair uh, on your favorite coastline in the world, looking out in the distance. You're 90 years old. The three things on your list 
that you want to accomplish by then are what? Well, my, my goals have gone up. Uh, I want to uh, bring uh, um, these principles to, um, you know, to, to basically mankind. I want to actually take this data that I have and put it in different languages and get it available in libraries and in places where people can get it so people can fall back on this information of how to create a healthy body. That's like the most important target that I have. So you don't have to look far with figuring out what to eat. And then, of course, the next few goals is to have other little easy-to-digest, understand booklets on how to you know, deal with heart issues and digestion and the endocrine system and, and do it in a way that people can quickly read through this and not have to be dependent on doctors so much. So that's my mission right now. And uh, so that's kind of where I'm going. And your testimonials must be amazing. Insane. Yeah, I was going to say. Insane, all day long. I mean, just the flooding, and, and it's just so exciting. Good for you, man. Let, me, let, let them know how they can find you. Go to drberg.com. And uh, I have a mini course, drberg.com. There's a mini course on how to do keto. And it um, doesn't cost anything. Learn how to do keto. It'll take you like a half hour and then apply it, and then, send me, and then send me your success story after you've done it for a little bit. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, just type my name. It'll, it'll come up, YouTube, um, all over the place. And um, I have videos, a lot of different content. You can subscribe. And, um, yeah, and so and the goal is for then for you to get results, then to share it with others. So that way, um, I mean, there's, more, there's a lot of pleasure in helping others. So... We want you to spread it. Thank you. And it was a great pleasure having you. You just helped our listeners elevate their journey through life with awareness, man. Thank you again. You're doing a great job. We appreciate you. You're welcome. All right, buddy. Be in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. See you. Bye-bye.